Here we are, and I could not be more excited today on Lisa Ann's Backstage Convos right here at Sapphire 39 in New York City. I am joined by the one and only, the legendary Jessica Drake. Jessica, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. I came in on a red eye, so I got in first thing this morning. I'm just really happy to be here. It's cold, it's snowy, but it's New York and it's beautiful. The snow is my favorite. It's so soothing and beautiful. And I think it's smart to do the red eye. So many girls do the first flight out in the morning and it's too, like, I like the red eye, get a nap, get in. Yeah. But let's talk about you. You're here, you're featuring uh, at Sapphire. You still do events and you've branched out so much with the amount of years that you've been in the industry. You shot for so many years and now you're a brand ambassador. You manage and run your own OnlyFans and you're still out and about meeting your fans in person. I am. Um, first of all, Sapphire is one of my all-time favorite clubs. Um, I joke every time I post online about being here. Uh, it's either Sapphire 60, Sapphire 39, Sapphire Vegas. And I'm like, it's my favorite club. It's my favorite. Like, every one of the Sapphire clubs are my favorite. Um, yeah, so... Since the pandemic, I've increased like the non-naked work, I guess I'm going to call it. Um, I'm the resident sex educator and brand strategist for Wicked Sensual Care. Um, amazing line of lubes and sexual health and wellness products, which definitely like fits into the way my career was sort of leaning with all the sex education. Um, but it's really still all about the fans. And I love every single chance that I get to be naked on stage in laps. Like I say, I'm a full contact sport when it comes to feature dancing and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun tonight. How often do you have conversations in your OnlyFans? You know, as a sex educator, I find you probably have a lot of people coming to you, a lot of guys coming to you and asking you the simplest little questions. How do I do this? What do I do? And so they get to have this back and forth with you. How often does this take place on your page? So on my OnlyFans, I try to keep it more sexual instead of sexual health because if I were to only take sexual health and wellness questions, I would literally be on all, all day. day long. So I try to divert them to when I do a Q&A on my Instagram or I take over Wicked Central Care's Instagram. It does happen a lot. And also I do like online workshops and presentations and I work with other uh, like retail stores. So I try to keep them focused in that area and I try to make OnlyFans for like look at me, I'm naked type thing, you know, like, let here me Here are get, my feet. Yeah. Here are my feet. Okay. Here are my feet. Like, let me get you off here. Yeah. And then let me teach you how to get off or how to help your partner get off over, over here, here in these areas. So the separation, it, it didn't really happen at first. When I first started my OnlyFans, I was trying to balance back and forth. Um, but I really, I really worked it out because just so many people want to see video content, so many people want to buy customs, so many, so many people want to like sex with me, basically. So I just like a little separation. It can be really fun too, especially the customs. You get to know your buyer so much by doing customs, yeah. and after you've been in the industry on large sets for so long, it's more intimate and fun to be there with your phone yeah. uh, to your specific person about the things they love about you. How many years total now have you been in the industry? Okay, that's a great question. So I, I get asked this a lot, and we are about to have um, like a way to showcase the story about how I 
got into porn and like all the things in my life that happened before that. So I'll be making some big announcements about that soon. But the short answer to that question is I did my first scene at the end of 1999. That's wild to me. Oh, it's wild because you have users <laughs> in your OnlyFans that weren't even born in 1999. I'm just letting you know that, okay? okay? No, I know because they're like, can I call you mommy? I'm like, no. no. I say no to mommy as well. No. No, 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 no on that. I still want to feel sexy and that does not feel sexy to me. So please don't make me that person, okay? Yeah. Not that mommies aren't sexy. Look, right. y'all, no, no. mommies are so sexy, so but sexy. you're calling me your mommy? No, we're not going to do that. I'm so sorry. So you shoot your first scene in 1999, which yes. was before we had the internet, which was before before we had it was the same same time like it was exactly okay exactly the same so time. you were really on the cusp but it makes yeah. sense because i did wicked's first movie for the web it was called wicked web if you remember the black and red box cover and yeah, when yeah. i when i'm going through like scrapbook and i and i see that and i'm like welcome to the internet i'm like this dates mm. me so much the fact that i was you know the banner for their for their web for the web didn't even know what to call it right. yet at that time <laughs> but what's been the biggest change that you've seen in your career when oh, it comes God. to the style of scenes the amount of people in the industry like what is what has been the biggest change for you in both senses like what's been so much better and what do you feel kind of got lost and you miss you're so good um i feel like this could be an like hours long conversation so i think the thing that has gotten better is as technology has evolved, it's really given us the opportunity to reach fans in different areas, in different ways, and so instantly yeah. that we ever were before, right? So, so that's great. Um, and I think you'll, you'll probably share this with me, this sentiment of, you know, when the internet blew up and piracy happened, it instantly did things to our industry that we'll never recover from, right? At the time, I was a contract performer for a big company and it wasn't uncommon to have a $200,000 budget, a $300,000, a $400,000 budget for these big movies. And it became ridiculous for us to continue doing that when the movie could just barely be coming out and it was already pirated everywhere. So I think the thing that sucks the most about where we're at right now is that we have generations of people who don't think that porn is a commodity to pay for and don't realize like how many people there really are behind it. I think they imagine, oh, porn's the easiest thing in the world. All you have to do is have sex, lay on your back. And that's so far from the truth, as I'm sure that you know. Um, but the thing that I'm grateful about uh, is just having the sheer longevity in this industry. And I know that I, I come from a big place of privilege when I say that. Um, I didn't get shot out and, and when we were, so I'm a little bit after you, but yep. not, but not by much. Nope. Um, so back then it was like, you know, you're, you're going to get shot out if you do too much or work for too many people. That doesn't happen anymore. Now it's all about, I feel like it's all about what do I want to do? What are ways that I want to showcase myself? Um, the content platforms where we own our own content and we are creators ourselves. I think that's key right now because we work with who we want to work with. We do what we want to do. Um, we use the type of protection that works for us and we own it and it's ours and it's our money. So I think that was really a pivotal time in our industry too. Yeah. Going back to the, what you miss, like 
I remember just no more craft services. <laughs> and I remember sets went from 60 people yeah. And you loved them all. You looked forward to seeing them all. You know, your lighting crew. And I remember being on a lot of large wicked sets. So yeah. I know the big, you know, and you got to know all these people. And it was like really social. You know, yeah. it was like a little summer camp vibe. And it just got so small. And I remember my first couple shoots where it was like, you know, me and Jules and the talent, you know, on a handheld. And I'm like, well, this is weird. You know, I was like, it was so I didn't feel as special, you know what I mean? I felt, but then I understood it and I got it and it was quicker, but I also had that kind of remorse for not having those interactions with all of those people that I knew just lost their jobs completely. Yeah. We could still work. You know, craft services was no longer getting hired, but there wasn't wardrobe people on set. Remember, we used to have hair and makeup. Yes. And separate. Separate. Yeah. Okay. And okay. a stylist. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. And you remember the Emma days when Emma would do your makeup, you would go and make a plan to do a million extra things that day. Your girlfriends are going out to dinner. Your makeup looked so good. It could stay on for two more days. <laughs> I would sleep in it. Yes, I would, I would not did. wash that makeup <laughs> off. And also, you know, Emma Nixon, famous makeup artist. Yes. Um, the first time I ever sat in Emma's chair, I thought she hated me because it took like three and a half hours and she hurt me, like teased my hair and like did all this stuff to me. But I looked in the mirror and I was like, who is this glamorous creature? And yes. can I just stay like that? I was like spraying hairspray on my face. To so it would stay? <laughs> but so there was that, but you're right. You know, the, the fact that we're able to creators now creating their own content, owning their content. Actually, I also love the fact that for younger performers, this is really teaching them how to run a business. Oh yeah. Because if you want to be good on OnlyFans or any platform you're running, your Instagram, your Twitter, your, it yeah. is a business. You've got to put time aside every day. Yeah. When am I going to engage? How do I want to share? And, you, and you've got to stay on it. And I love that what it's teaching everybody instead of just rolling up to set. Yeah. We were from an era where they protected us yeah. and they told us don't shoot too much. Yeah. I mean, when we started, a contract girl didn't even do anal. Now a girl I mean, gets- this one did. Yeah, but, 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 <laughs> but yeah. in time, but now you get yeah. in the business, it's one of the first things you do. So those transitions have been interesting to watch. What do you think it is with you that has been all about the longevity of, I mean, your body has always been amazing. You have always been beautiful, but it takes more than that to have that kind of resilience in this industry. I love what I do. And I have been lucky enough to have an amount of control that people don't always have over their careers. And I think being with that big company as they existed for that duration of time, I did feel that protection and that comfort to grow not only as a performer, but as a writer, as a director, as a businesswoman. It was never just here, today you're gonna work with this person, do this sex act and wear this outfit. My job has never been about that. And that's just something that I'm, I'm super grateful that I had that. Also, um, one of the biggest reasons, fans. Like, my fans are so incredibly into me and they're so loyal. And anytime I come over here to the East Coast, there are people that live all over the East Coast that are going to come in. And, and sure. I know they're going to be yep. here. And Down it's going to be 19 degrees and snowy. And they're coming. Like, they're already, they're messaging me. They're on their way right now. And I just think that I've always enjoyed, look, I know where I came from, like, in my life. And I know who I was and what I had and what I did before I got into the industry. And I know what I've made and I know where I'm at right now. And I'm so incredibly grateful for the experiences and just the things that I've 
I've been able to do and have because of this business, if fans are respectful and cool with me, my affection for them is limitless, you know? And every once in a while, I mean, you know, there, there are people out there that aren't the best as far as fan interaction goes. Also, um, it could just be not their fault, not their best day. They had too much to drink. Right, yeah, absolutely. Or they're out with their friends that are a bad influence and they're acting out. Sometimes yeah. I would put it in that perspective being yeah. like, this might not have been his best first impression. Yeah. But don't let it ruin it for everybody. Right. So you don't want to do that. You know, I, I give everybody just so much grace and appreciation for supporting me. And I just, I love them. I just love them because they've made this all possible. I can't believe I forgot to to get comfortable when I got here. I'm so sorry, Lisa. Oh, you're, f oh, look, amazing. There we go. So there we go. Last time I was out here, I got all kinds of sapphire merch and I was so excited I about love, it. I love, I don't have that one. And then I was, uh-oh. Uh -oh. That's me looking at Mike, yeah, wondering why I don't have that one. Uh, well, so your boobs are a bit bigger than mine, I think. Uh -huh. Maybe that's why you don't have it because to get into it, I was like, and it's barely, it's like barely on me. Okay. So yeah. We can make it work. We yeah. could make it work. Uh, back to you, but I love, <laughs> I love what you just did there. I forgot. When you talk about fan interactions, uh, have you had any wild ones? <laughs> Guy gets up on stage, you don't even know where it came from. Like in the moment of being an entertainer and you're working this room and I think what people don't know is what it's like to be in that space. You're excited to be out there. You're also monitoring everything going on. The DJ play the right song. Is the, Are the lights right? You know, where are my people that I like? And then something random will happen and could even be something as simple as those stages that are high and someone spills a drink on it and you're like, Okay, in your mind, you're like, still want to keep the show going. Nothing's going to change. Got to work around that area. Going to dance over here. Wait till someone mops that. Has anything wild ever happened? You sum that up so accurately. My brain is always just, I feel like my brain is a hamster on a wheel when I'm on stage sometimes because I'm trying to remember all these things. But all I really want to do is just get naked and throw myself at people. Um that's my show in a nutshell. I mean, I have cool outfits. I've got great theme music, but just get me naked and let me get on someone. Um, I would have to say that that one of my wildest onstage fan interactions, there's two really big ones. When I give out merch, and I bring a ton of merch to this day, I still bring a ton of stuff to give away. Fleshlights hurt people if you hit them in the head. You might know this already. They're very heavy. They're very weighted. It's obviously it's something like, it's like not a t-shirt cannon item. You don't put a fleshlight in a t-shirt cannon. Have you thrown a fleshlight from the stage? Indeed I have. <laughs> also at Sapphire. So one of, one of the interactions, you know what? Actually, I think all three of these interactions involve fleshlights. So once I threw one out to the crowd and two people got into a fist fight over a fleshlight. Over your vagina. I mean, yeah. that's pretty rewarding. I mean, I mean, talk about fighting over me. You're not even just fighting over me as a human being. You're just fighting over my vagina. In a box. In a box. Um, so there was that. And I felt really bad because like all of a sudden the, the club parted like this and everybody's brawling and tables are getting knocked over and I'm on stage like, yeah. And then I went, uh-oh. Like, oh, this shit. I'm like, I have damage. I have another one in the back. <laughs> So there was that. Um, another time I was, you know, I do a little crowd control, not that time, but I do a little crowd control when I do giveaways and I'll, I'll be like, make the left side make noise make, and the right side make, and go back and forth, whatever. So I'm doing that. And in the midst of doing that, I, I have like a, probably a bachelor party 
and they all stand up and they all drop trowel and they all start spanking one another. But like, there's balls everywhere. I'm like, y'all, I'm the naked one here, not you. So I just went like this. I covered my eyes and I just threw the flashlight in their general direction. That's when somebody got hit in the head. I don't know who I left. I just left. And that then, is incredibly bizarre, by the way. You know that was a planned out dare yes, between these course. guys and they were giggling the whole way to wherever the club was. Yeah. We're going to do this. And we're going to do this when she's on stage. They've never forgotten it, nor have you. <laughs> nor have I. Hairy asses and all. Like, oh. it was just all out there for everyone no to see. No guy wants to see that. And then the third wildest thing that's ever happened to me on stage um, with a fan, I was, again, giving out merch. And the DJ was helping people along and they were like, then this is going to go to the loudest guy. And this is going to go to the guy that runs up to the stage and throws money. This is going to go to the guy that does something. So this guy who had been sitting at my stage all night jumps up on the chair, takes off his entire prosthetic leg and starts (gasps) waving it around and beating it on the stage. You could have all my giveaways. I had no words. You, you could have just gone to the back and given them everything else you brought for the rest of the weekend. I took my little <laughs> stack of merch in my champagne uh, bucket there and I just carried it over to him. And I was like, <laughs> I dumped it out. I was like, I, I would have given you stuff anyway, but all right then. <laughs> Yeah, those are three really memorable and very different experiences. But I mean, I had a guy in Wisconsin in the middle of nowhere. He had a service dog. And I just remember thinking it was a pug. And I just thought the fact that he brought a service dog to a strip club, I had to take a photo with this guy. He had overalls on. He's like, well, I get anxious. And I was like, this is to me like this is one of those I can't wait to tell my friends moments, you know? Oh, I love that. Had his Nobody little got hit in the head with a flashlight. No, no hairy but ass. I knew what well, he was dog doing. Had a furry ass, but all the girls talked to this guy because oh, I the bet. dog. That was a brilliant move. He 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 knew exactly what he was doing. He'd get attention without girls tipping any of that. Do you do you oh. journal these things or do you just remember them all? No, they're written somewhere. Okay, so we will have <laughs> something to read in the future because you don't yeah. have a book yet. I don't have a book. I was actually uh, working on a book pre-pandemic and then my life changed significantly at the start of the pandemic. Um, I was broken up with after a 16 year relationship. I was dumped and also my first husband passed away and I was very close to him. So I had a lot of really shit things happen to me, like like a lot of people um, at the beginning of the pandemic. And that's another reason I kind of stepped away for a little while. Um, But in all of this and in the past three plus years, the book that I was writing and the book that I picked back up to write again, those are two different things. So I really just have to figure out, is it better? And by better, I mean safer to do the first one, or do I really integrate everything from the past three or four years? It makes it a different book. And I'm not sure if that's the story that I'm willing to share yet. So Maybe for the sequel. I don't know. Yeah, so I did too. And it sounds like your two lives that you're talking about right now are very similar to mine. And my Mm -hmm. first one was really just a walkthrough of how I got into the business, some of the incredible stories. I did a whole chapter on playing Sarah Palin. Yeah. You know, and then I really left it that, but my life really was evolving at that time. And and so I just stopped it there and then I picked up and continued. And so the more was like a coming to myself because I'm sure this was – 
You had time to be still and be in your thoughts. I did not know about this transition you went through because yeah. we haven't seen each other in and a long time. And, we, really and I used to rent your place it. for my yeah. productions all no, the time. I know, I know. All the time. But I also, I moved yeah. before the pandemic here to New York permanently. Right. So I really lost touch. But this had to be a time for you to really have to adapt without a, a lot of people around to help you and a yeah. lot. Yeah. Immediately, I spent a lot of time by myself. Um, and I just... I think I went through a period of time as well where I redefined the things that were important in my life. And I really thought, well, who am I? Who am I without this person? Who am I without this contract with this company as it once was? And it's, it's almost something that I'm willing to share but not quite yet. Yeah. And there's a lot to it. Like you've got so sure. And it's, the it. dust has to settle Yeah, and you have to be really, now mind you, I'm talking for me, 2015, 2016 was my turbulent time. And I wrote about it in 2020 during the pandemic. Wow. So I had a lot of time to let it settle. Yeah. I was already like, oh, this was the best, worst thing that ever happened to me. Like yes. I was already there. Yep. Once you get there, then you're like, I'm so willing to talk about this while you're living yep. it. You're like, this still really sucks. Yeah. But it's a smart question to ask yourself, who am I and who am I without this situation? We know who we are in so many roles of our lives and especially as the public version that we are. But remembering that's such a huge part of us, but then who am I? Guess what? You're the same motivated, inspiring, kind, loving, successful, yeah. strong woman. You know, but yeah. that's something that you have to remind yourself about. And it's a huge, it must have been a huge adjustment for you. Yeah. And there were other things too that I dealt with, like health issues and stuff that I just kind of kept away from everybody altogether. But um, last week I went to the Executive uh, Expiz Award. So that's the first award show I've been to since, I don't know, three, four years. Okay. And this Sunday I'll be at the Expiz Awards. And so I'm just kind of like dipping Slowly. my toes back in, like, does this feel good? And so far the answer is like, fuck yeah, this feels great. Sorry. Sorry for you could swear. swear. Okay, good. Fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Swear. I was like, fuck yeah. This feels good. Um, I want to do some more of that. And that's that's basically how in the past year I've become really, I'm not pleased, mind you, but really comfortable and accepting of the things that happened and why they happened. And I'm really comfortable in who I am. And I'm starting to be very comfortable in like, exact things that I want and things that I want to accomplish. And that's, that's insight that I didn't have when I was in the thick of things. So I'm really grateful for that clarity. And I'm, I think it's, I think it's going to be like really good. Like everything that I do this year, I think it's going to be really good and I'm really motivated. So. I love this. And you entering back in and going like this Sunday and going, it's got to be a reunion to you because yeah. you have been in this mental space of your own where, where everybody else is like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in forever. Right. And yeah. the industry loves you, needs you, has had you a part of it since you mentioned 1999 and a huge role model for talent, for other people. Look, it's the one thing I always say about this business is you know you're popular when everyone either hates you or is motherfucking you. <laughs> so when people started to hate me, I was like, and I remember, you know who gave me this clarity? Suze Randall, the person oh, who gives no fucks about anybody. One of my And favorites. one day I was whining to her about everybody hating me, and she looked at me and she said, Lisa Ann, nothing is more boring than a room full of pornographers. What the fuck do you care? And she walked away. And meanwhile, I was like venting to her, like, but she was right. But 
So then you have all these awkward feelings because you hold on to like something you saw somebody said about you because everybody gets in your business. Yeah. But at the end of it, when you go, you're going to connect with the right people. And because you've been disconnected for so long, you're going to feel what energy is pure and what isn't. Ugh. I didn't go to AVN for 10 years and I went for my first time last year. Just went to the trade show. I didn't go to the awards or anything. I was supposed to go to the awards, but my date ended up being a, a moron. I just couldn't go with him. I, I, had to, I, I had to stand him up. It was so fun. <laughs> Oh, it was so fun to stand him up. Like, he didn't even know. He went. I told him to oh, meet me there. Yeah, wow. yeah, everything. But what I realized was how it, how good it felt and seeing the Holly Randalls, the people that, like, yeah. you're going to see him and be like, oh, there was no reason for me not to be staying in closer touch with yeah. you. That's going to bring you right back down to that center. And yeah. then how often are you feature dancing? You know, I have a really full, at least first two quarters of okay. 2024. So I never really stopped dancing, though. Like, the dancing part was something that I knew that even when I, well, I mean, although, you know, yes, when everything was shut down uh, during the first part of COVID, but as soon as places opened back up, like, the first thing I did was go and feature dance. Nice. And it was just, it was the best, most... I, normalizing feeling because stripping is something I can absolutely do. Just, I don't want to say on autopilot, but it just feels so good to me and so natural in a way to connect with people. So, but it's ramping up, I guess, for 2024. I've got more bookings scheduled than I normally would have. More than two a month? Uh, no, not more than two a month, but that's, that's on me because that's I'm also doing an office job. So like I'll be, I'll have my laptop in the dressing room and like trying to answer work emails <laughs> and then I'll be getting ready to go on stage and get naked. So it's a, uh, uh, it's a lot. I wear a lot of hats. It's a balance, but you love and it. And no pants. <laughs> Great. Lots of hats. That, no pants. That, 2024. That right there is how we have to end this. <laughs> Lots of hats and no pants. With those no pants, your OnlyFans, is it also the Jessica Drake? It's Jessica Drake. Jessica Drake. Yeah, OnlyFans.com slash Jessica Drake. And Instagram is Jessica Drake. It's Twitter that's the yep, Jessica Drake. The Jessica Drake. I was, you I was know. To memorize these things because I remember how hard I fought to get everything to match, and it's not easy. Yeah, it's really hard. This was such a pleasure, and I'm so excited that you're like just kind of putting your toe in where you want to right now, and that we've reconnected. Everybody, make sure you show as much love as you can to this woman because she's shown love to the world for years since 1999. Amazing, Jessica Drake. Thank you so much for thank joining. And thank all of you for being right here with us. Don't forget to check out your local Sapphire. If you're in New York City, you got three locations to choose from. But if you're traveling, you're going to Vegas, you know you got to go to the big club right out there. So check out the Sapphire locations. And thank you for joining us for another episode of Lisa Ann's Backstage Combos. Mm -hmm.